So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that's still waiting for its main presenter, so we'll just sort of crack on with a few bits for now. Who? You remember. Is I it? know the summer break's been long. Ollie. Ollie Peart. Yeah. Welcome to For Formula uh, One's... Uh, 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 it's raining. Just wait. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Still raining. Still raining. Just, um... All right, give we'll it another hour. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, where the is, F1... Where is Chica? She'll be here later. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. The well, no, it's still raining. Just, I mean, it's raining just as much, to be honest. But let's get on with the show for about 10 minutes, and then we'll just stop. Okay. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that makes the Belgian Grand Prix seem like good value. To be fair, I paid nothing for the Belgian Grand Prix, and I still want my money back. <laughs> I'm not Chica Ayres because she's super busy moving house and preparing to get married. I am, in fact, Phil Tromans, and I'll be keeping up the promise of Chica Ayres until she arrives. In the meantime, we'll discuss the Belgian Grand Prix, such as it was. A tremendous day of qualifying preceded probably the most shambolic day in F1 history, and that is saying something. We'll talk about all that, the winners and the losers, long-form jokes, rules, and all sorts of other balls. That is all to come. Chica makes it look easy. (laughs) (laughs) Alongside me, virtually, is a man who has let us all down. It's Terry Saunders. Like the bosses of F1 not giving refunds to the Belgian Grand Prix, I have let down the podcast by not being able to attend Chica's wedding or do the live karaoke that we all apparently promised to do. And I'm sorry, Phil, and producer Matt, and Chica, who's not here today. I'm sorry that I won't be at all of your weddings. What's your excuse? Just don't want to go. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. I think there's a Grand Prix on next week. Yeah, well, there is that. This is the danger. Chica has very foolishly planned her wedding for qualifying, literally bang on the start of qualifying. As the as the Rolex clock ticks over to two o'clock on Saturday, Chica is going to be getting married. So, But I do like that she's done her wedding in three 10-minute sessions. <laughs> Let's hope she makes With eliminations. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every ten minutes, five of the guests have to leave. It's the shooter. I hope it's her and Tom that get, get there at the end, otherwise it could be awkward. Could I don't know yeah. your mum. <laughs> the, smart, the smart money was on Tom, but I heard the best man is, is in with a, with a good chat. Who would have thought George Russell would get to the, to the altar this week? <laughs> okay, let's press on with Listener's Corner. And oh! Terry's hit the wall. We haven't even started yet. Hang on, is this serious? Are you presenting this the whole thing? Good joke. Yeah, I guess so. Unless you want to take over, I don't know what we're doing. Is Chica really it. not showing up? Just well, just... she's not here yet. I figure, I figure oh. we we promise it, and people will stick around, and then who knows? Maybe she'll turn up. 
she's only got to do one two sentences and then they can't get the money back yeah exactly Naturally, all the talk is about the farce at Spa. Where Phil, do you remember? Do you remember the last time that we did the podcast, just the two of us? We had a lot of that complaints. Was, that was the worst episode we've yeah. ever done. I think we had a couple of reviews where they basically said this is the worst review we've ever done. Those are the days we were sat on the South Bank trying to work out how to use recording oh, equipment. That's right. And without Matt reining us in from our asides and ad libs, like I can see he's reining me in right now. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> Naturally, all the talk is about the farce at Spa, where a race didn't happen, which is understandable, it was wet, but F1 basically stuck two fingers up at fans and left them standing in the cold for hours by doing some forlorn safety car laps and then calling it a day. Keith Russell says, At Spa, fans can be disappointed on one side of the track and really pissed off on the other. That is a good joke. joke. That's a good weather joke, Keith, very good. That's just a good F1 joke. If it's possible for me to buy Keith Russell a pint, if he's got a website, I would do that. That's how good that joke is. Which also means that everyone else who's ever written a comment into the show, not good enough. <laughs> We're going to have comment of the week where we buy them a pint. No, that's a bad precedent. Let's not do that. No, no. Just comment when it's as good as Keith Russell's comment. That's the name of the section. This comment was as good as Keith Russell's comment. The Keith Russell memorial segment. He set the bar so high. Set the spa so high. Mm, I wouldn't be buying you a drink for that. <laughs> Josh Parker says even Bernie Eccleston wouldn't dream of trying to pull off something as rule-bendingly corrupt and cash-grabbing as the race restart. Glad to see new owners trying the same old tricks. Well done, Liberty Media. It's a good comment, but it's nothing like Keith. Stuart Forsyth says it's up there with Indianapolis as a complete farce that makes the sport look really bad. I don't know why Michael Massey, the race director, was even pretending there might be a race. He had no intention of doing anything other than sending the cars out for two laps behind the safety car so that they could award points from the moment the first start was cancelled. Well, the thing that gets me most about this whole race is that it was pretty obvious that they were going to cancel it, but instead they did this whole, oh, we're going to do a lap here, we're going to do a lap there. And to me, it just felt like a rainy bank holiday going to the zoo and you're stood in front of the lion enclosure and you're just kind of you're sitting there and like your mum's going no, that's a lion over there and you're like no that's a that's a pile of hay mum and then like a lion will poke its head out and everyone will be all excited and the lion will go back in and you'll think well I've got to stay here now what if the lion comes out but the lion doesn't come out again does it that's what this Grand Prix was like it was like waiting for a fucking lion and I'm not talking about Max Verstappen anyway we should say that because we live in a modern time of recording from home Phil's baby is crying in the background so I'm going to do the heavy work now of (laughs) reading I say heavy work you know you're being a parent (laughs) I'm going to read some words off a screen I mean Chica makes it look easy but I think it's it's not as uh, it's not as easy as as it's uh, I mean I can't even speak just off the top of my head so maybe it is difficult I don't know I'm very tired very tired I've been on radio for Let's get my proper speaking voice out. This is like my phone voice. <laughs> Away from F1's bullshit and onto some different F1 bullshit. Drivers got points even though there wasn't a race, right? Wrong. James Kerr says, I completely understand why some people are saying that points shouldn't have been awarded for that race, in quotes. However, the race weekend is not just a race. It's the free practice sessions and qualifying, which all happened as planned, sort of. Drivers went out there and took risks, and it makes sense to me they're rewarded for that with half points. Dartho Boll says, not a race. It was a two-lap parade on purpose to avoid having an actual race. If they are never allowed to race, it can't be called or scored as a race. Phil, what do you think? Well, I think you can hear what my daughter thinks of it. Um, she hated that race. Yeah, she was not a big fan. 
don't worry everyone i'm not ignoring him my wife is trying to console her i think i'm in the 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 school of no they shouldn't have awarded points i mean i'm not i'm not angry enough to go oh i'm so furious but qualifying's qualifying the race is the race you don't race no you don't normally get points for qualifying so why should you get points for qualifying now which is in effect what they've done and i would say that james kerr's point is undermined by the fact he says that free practice is part of the race weekend and everyone knows free practice is just boring and nobody fucking watches it not even the people in the bloody garages watch free practice so to call that it's called free practice it's not called paid practice paid for maybe get a fucking refund practice no subscription practice i actually usually have free practice on in the background while i'm working so it's literally on well, just because I work from home and I've got another screen, I just stick it on. Even then, I've got so many screens. Even yeah, then, I don't, I don't really watch it. Exactly. Oh, thank I you. only so. watch it if somebody bins it. Anyway, after all that, there were points awarded. And while Max Verstappen got the most, George Russell finally got a podium. Russell Trigg says, after not being confirmed for the second Mercedes seat, George Russell decides to out-qualify both Mercedes in a fucking Williams. God, it's weird, isn't it? And William Boyce says, George Russell qualifying second and then the race being cancelled. It's probably the most George Russell thing that has ever happened. I slightly disagree with that because what normally happens is that George Russell qualifies well and then either he fucks up or events transpire around him to fuck up. Whereas what's happened here is that because he wouldn't have kept second place if it was a normal race, let's be honest. Over a race distance, that Williams would not be good enough to keep second no, place. two laps max. That's what, that, that's you won the race. That's what they call Two him. laps max. <laughs> But um, so actually, I, I think it's the least George Russell thing. The most George Russell thing would be to do a Perez or something. Yes, uh, that would have been the most the George Russell. Yeah, if yeah. it had done exactly what Perez did, that would have been brilliant. And I'm sort of sad that didn't happen. But yeah, the, the yeah. sort of the um, my uh, my counterpoint to my own thing about no no race no points is that I'm ah, quite happy for George Russell. He's done well. When nothing happens for four hours, the drivers can just sit around and wait for things to get going again. But won't someone think of the commentators that have to fill with shit all to commentate on? Matt Bryant says, I thought Brundle Croft and the whole team on Sky should have got drivers of the day. They did a brilliant job to continue talking us through the whole thing. I really fell for them at the end. Well, I mean, you're best mates with uh, with Jack Nichols, uh, Terry. So what did you think of his and uh, his and Jolien's uh coverage all right just the same amount of time to fill jack nichols was in berlin and who did he call to go for a drink with but you know there are all those famous berliners he could have called sure but he chose to go for a drink with me so me and jack went for a drink shot the shit as you as you like went to a weird bar where they (laughs) gave us uh twiglets at our own very private booth was it his choice of bar or yours (laughs) My choice. I've never been okay. there before. It was some sure. time out. It, sure, it, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TripAdvisor yeah, yeah. said it's really good for for men. <laughs> um, so um, I think he did really well this weekend. Even though I didn't listen to a word he said, I've heard some people say he said some long words. I think words there was for a long time. I heard there was a lot of talk about cheese. I heard that too. Yeah. In other news, COVID continues to be great fun for everyone. Had as meant no Japanese Grand Prix this year and it means goodbye to the dream of a 23 race calendar rest in peace F1 is still aiming for 22 races though so where are we going to replace Japan Qatar woohoo someone was feeling left out of the Gulf States race series the Los Ailes track has been used in MotoGP for a while but this will be the first visit by F1 oh I can't wait for a Qatari Grand Prix yeah sort of Oh. I mean, it's a race, and it's it's a track that's got the requisite clearance, and it's. I don't think it's a very exciting track. I've uh, I drove it a few years ago in a road oh. car, and 
every corner feels the same and it's quite hard to remember where you are on it and I'd be quite surprised if it makes for a good race it's quite twisty as well it's twisty twisty what? twisty twisty long straight but it's, it's good, good on a motorbike no no um, elevation changes it's no Bahrain it is unique in all tracks though because it's the only one where all of the curbing is made up of dead workers from the Qatari World Cup project wow okay political satire this is this Thanks. is great stuff brilliant yeah because they're killing people. They're yeah, 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 it's a it's another fine chapter in uh, in F one's ongoing human rights uh, campaign. I'm still waiting for Ford One to do the uh, the Nazi Germany Grand Prix. We've managed to invent time travel, and we've decided to go to 1942. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a carbol race coming up. Yeah, I'm sure. Give it time. That's the first thing. Yeah, all the planes are going out of carbol, and then <laughs> Bernie Eccleston just flies in, going, "This could be my chance." <laughs> The driver transfer market is about to get really going. Kimi Raikkonen has just announced before we recorded that he was retiring. So that's another long-running joke we don't have to do anymore. But it also sets in motion the city season. Why? Rumour has it that George Russell is almost certain to take Valtteri Bottas' place next year at Mercedes. Bottas is going to go to Alfa Romeo to replace Kimi, alongside Giovinazzi possibly, but also maybe alongside new Formula E champ, Formula Formula 2 champ, and Formula McLaren young rider, and also my teammate on the Xbox game, who I have thrashed... <laughs> Nick DeVries. <laughs> there is also speculation that Alex Alba might be back, this time at Williams, alongside Nicholas Latifi, who's probably staying. Well. Well. Bottas to well. Alpha. I didn't... They haven't confirmed any of this, I should point out, apart from Raikkonen uh, retiring. But him going frees up a seat for... Uh, and I have heard also Bottas going to Alpha, which... Yeah. It's I, a bit... I think it's a bit sad for Bottas, actually, because the, the nailed-on money was that he was going to do a swap back to Williams... And Williams are back on the ascendance, and now it's like going ah, to Alpha. It's like, are they though? The, yeah, yeah, well, they're on a, the ascendance from being ten another. seconds off the back of the grid to kind of being in the middle. Yeah, Whereas Alpha Romeo are just kind of they're at the back now. Let's face it, Williams are ahead. Well, of Alfa no, Haas, Haas are at the back now. Okay, I don't, I'm not carrying Haas <laughs> as existing. <laughs> If they're basically Formula 2 at this point. Um, exactly. But there is a lot of gumph about Alfa Romeo relaunching next year with a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. All bullshit. Well, if, I mean, Bottas, for all his, for all that we've mocked him in, in his Mercedes days, and rightfully so, because he's not been as good as maybe he should have been, he was pretty good at Williams. And he's, he's a decent driver, and he's got a lot of experience, and he should be pretty good at building up the team. And Nick De Vries is a Formula E champion, and he's won Formula 2, but none of the F1 teams previously have decided that he's good enough for their cars and McLaren had him had him in their young driver program for a bit and they were like nah, nah well, you, you're all right you can go and do what did he do Weck for a like bit as, I can't remember he's been he like he's, a, he's as, a decent he's as old as jobber. Alonso isn't he no he's I think he's still quite yeah he was like he was a oh. he was a karting hotshot way back in the day you remember when McLaren did that animated series he was in a couple of them because he was their nope. new protege you remember the tuned series from about oh a long time oh, ago oh god he was in yeah. that because he was their new like, hey, I'm Dick DeVries, I'm going to be the next big thing. And then he wasn't. Um, you'd think but, you know, the he's Nadir... Right. He's probably you'd, better than Giovinazzi. You'd think the Nadir of McLaren would be the Honda Alonso years. But actually, I think having a cartoon of their drivers was pretty low. I thought, I thought that was pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I'd like, no, I, wish, yeah. I wish they'd kept it going. No, because you like don't to have... Seen a, I'd like to have seen purely dramatic reenactment of the Hamilton and Alonso years but in two form. Yes, I get that. But, you know, 
Mercedes don't have to do a cartoon of their drivers. Red Bull aren't doing a The moment you start doing wacky marketing, you know your team is in trouble. No, nah, tr- trust me. Series 7 of Drive to Survive animated. It's going to be done with Pixar, and right. I would watch the hell out of it. Well, would you watch the hell out of this? There's a new overtaking award. Whoever overtakes the most in the season wins it. That's it. Who's your money on? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think there's a possible new strategy here in that whoever's at the front is not going to care and also at the front they're not going to overtake anyone. The people at the back are at the back because they're slow so they're not really going to overtake anyone. There is a gap here for somebody to deliberately be shit at qualifying and then make up a load of places in the race and take the Ricardo. Oh, yeah, maybe. Except he's not, he's not very good at overtaking anymore, is he? I tell you what, it's Carlos Sainz, isn't it? He's the fucking, just because he's so competitive... I actually think it, well, it all depends on the. Are they starting it this year? Or is it from next year? I'm not actually sure. I've, it's the first I've heard of it. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 being sponsored by Crypto.com. So I don't know if they get a load of Bitcoin or something, which is either great or not very good, depending on what day of the week it is. Oh well, that's great. So what'll happen is they'll get the award and say, "Oh, you've done a hundred overtakes." No, sorry, you've only done ninety overtakes. You've done thirty. Oh, Elon Musk has said something. You've done twelve overtakes. Oh, sorry, you are you are six overtakes. Brilliant. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1's sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F1's sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, give us your fucking money. Give us your money, like Bob Geldof on I was gonna say. TVAM. Give us your fucking money. Yeah. No. Hi to all the kids that- out there. That Stop that making reference. out for every time I make a reference from the 80s or 90s, Phil. Stop talking to the imaginary kids that are listening to this children are not listening no, no one under the age of 30 young. knows what formula one is we're massive don't listen TikTok. to a fucking podcast about it the bebo crowd love us these people gave us their money and they are david say who says no idea if you do a show for belgian grand prix but have a beer anyway oh, we did cheers, so. david Thanks. Charles Moussard, who says, a pint for producer Matt for making this happen. Whoa, hang on a second. Oh, Matt's on the video so we can see his face and I've never seen him happier. You can't get bigger than the show, Matt. That's the rule of producing. So I'm afraid you've got to go. It's like Alistair Campbell having to leave the Labour Party. It's like, as soon as you're the story. Abraham Lincoln Behrman. Abraham Behrman, who says... First race I watched live was Silverstone this year, and I am now excited to wake up at eight AM like a jackass. Love the podcast. P.S. Sorry about the girlfriend Terry. I mean, I don't think she was technically a girlfriend. I think it was a fling that went wrong. And time to take the bibs out, Phil. Oh, actually, no. There's uh, seventeen minutes until I have to take the bibs out, so uh, we've got we've got a while yet. But thank you, Abraham. Ali- also, that's a thank hell of a name. Sorry for the kids. Abraham Lincoln was a pr- president. <laughs> Who died on the job like Ayrton Senna. Alex Hopper says, learned about the show from someone on Twitter who compared it to the F1 equivalent to the College American Football Podcast Shutdown Fullcast. The fullest only mentions Bottas by the name of Terry Botas. Love the show. What? Who's okay. the fullest? There's some things. Is who's the, the, right, who's the fullest? If it's a College American Football Podcast, why are they talking about Bottas? Are they, is, are we, is there a, no, are they talking else? about me? No, 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 no. That's saying they call Bottas Terry Botas, which I think means there's an American football podcast which is talking about me. I'm very confused. I mean, I'll take their money. I've Googled it, and you know what? There's no mention about us, but they've got a sponsor, right? And I think we should aim for the same sponsor because their sponsor is <laughs> preownedairboats.com. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking in. 
There's not enough Brits with pre-owned Airbus. Airbuses, did you say, or airboats? Airboats, okay. I've gone to pre-owned airboats, and it's just gone to merch from this podcast. We've just been duped. Fuck you. Right, give them the money back. We're, we're not Formula One. They can have their fucking money back. Oh, I like the idea of duping the listeners to buy merch, though. This is good. We should steal that. All right. And thanks, also, Alex. We've, we've had a donation from David Profit, who presumably was just skimming off the top. No, he, uh, he knew that he was going to donate way before it happened. It was, it was foretold. And to our monthly donors, keeping us in beer all year long. This week, we celebrate Ian Cox. Not Thank that you, one. Ian. Charlie Fraser. Not that one. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> William Boyce. Not him. <laughs> Keith Falconer. Thank you, William. Thank you, Keith. Jenny and Ralph Brynard. Not the ones you're thinking of. I know it is. It's definitely them. Andrew Cunningham. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Bryce Davis. Thank you, Bryce. Jason R. Bradley. Thank you, R. Paul Hinton. Thank Chris you, Paul. Lee. Thank you. Paul Hewings. Oh, Don Griffin. Oh, all these guys are amazing. Join them. Support the show by going to ff1s.com forward slash airboat, airboat, airboat. <laughs> or pint, pint, pint. So Chica's still not here, so we're going to have to do the teams without her. We normally do a song, but we haven't. But let's face it, there wasn't much going on this weekend, so we will do the teams for as long as we are contractually obliged to do, so we can all get to the pub. Red Bull. Verstappen was fast, Perez was less fast, but at least he didn't spank it into the wall on his way to the grid. Ah, wait. Still, he did get to race after all. Ah, wait. Perez must have really hoped that actually the race didn't start. You know that feeling when you're like, oh, I think this thing's going to get cancelled. Oh, well. And then they go, oh, we're going to do it. And he's do you like, think he'd oh, made other shit. plans? <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I'm already in the pub. Booked a karaoke booth. <sighs> I'm a, I mean, I'm a bit pissed off with Verstappen this week as well, because that was all set up for George Russell to get pole position. It, I mean, it sort of was. Previously, it was probably set up for Lando Norris to get pole position, but we'll get to that. Wow. It could have been a Brit 1-2-3 on the grid, conceivably. If, uh, when was the last time that happened? Good few James weeks. Hunt, Nigel Mansell, and Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what a weekend that was! Uh, so much rain, so much coal. Perez has been confirmed, I think, for next year, hasn't he? They're hanging on to him. That's um, his way to celebrate. Yes, and he's just—he's done. Can't find me now, fuckers. <laughs> when, when Ocon got that massive contract and then went shit for ages, maybe Perez is going to do the same thing. It's like I can't even be bothered to keep it on the track. But that was probably <laughs> pretty good evidence as to why they shouldn't have raced. I don't think any of us are. Are, are any of us? We didn't really cover this. Are any of us saying that the race should actually have gone ahead? I don't think we were. No, it was ludicrous. You couldn't race in that, especially after recent history at, uh, at Spa. But um, yeah, Perez did not really cover himself in glory and I feel bad for the mechanics who slogged and slogged and slogged and slogged and then Perez tootled around for one lap at the back and but didn't come last which we will get to so once the race has been deemed to start you're in you can't make changes to the car kind of thing unless it's red flagged but they didn't start the race they did the formation lap which starts some kind of race timer but not the full race timer which means that Weren't Red Bull saying, well, I think we can fix the car? And Michael Mash was like, I don't think you can. And I'm like, I think we can, actually. Yeah, because, then, the, because the race, if yeah. the race has started, they wouldn't have been allowed to put him back in the race. But because the race Fair. hadn't started when he binned it and still hadn't started two hours later, they had enough time to fix him and put him back in again. The actual outcome of the race is that they only did one lap, even though they did three laps. And I think it's sort. Of, I think they did both one lap and three laps because of the rules. I hope that's cleared that up for everyone. Oh, that's better, yeah. Yeah. 
Clearest punch. Mercedes. Hamilton was good, but not as good as a Williams. Bottas wasn't as good as either Williams, although in fairness, he had a five-place grid penalty after Hungary. He was still crap in qualifying, though. Where do we start? I mean, do we Bottas... really talk much about Hamilton this weekend. I mean, he's third is probably all right, but A, it's wet, B, he's got a Mercedes, and three, it's it's Hamilton. He's amazing in, a, in the wet, and yet he got beaten by Hamilton and by Verstappen by quite some way. I also think... And, you know, knowing that we're biased towards Hamilton and hate the Dutch, this is hard to say. <laughs> Whenever there's been a moment where the him and Verstappen have had like a real kind of coming up against it test, Verstappen seems to come off better. Mm. And this is one of them where you're like, oh, Hamilton's good in the wet. And we know Verstappen's good in the wet. But then, because it looked like Hamilton was on pole and George Russell just kind of just pipped him you're like oh god this is exciting and then just Verstappen comes along and goes oh oh I didn't have the car turned on last time yeah, yeah. Just, here's an extra yeah. three tenths oh, I found yeah it, it but was, then was that just because the track was drying a bit like if there had been another lap would Hamilton have blitzed it and I mean Hamilton Russell said it? he was he was super pleased with his first lap and he was less pleased with his with his second lap because uh, the track was drying all the time and so was getting faster but it also yeah. seems like perhaps Hamilton didn't choose the right setup in terms of the amount of downforce. I think he and went Mercedes for And a- Mercedes were going through their tires like every lap was like is another new set of tires. They were just Well, you don't have you don't have the limits anymore after you've um when you don't have to run the Well, when uh, there's the going to not be a race, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Well, there's that as well, yeah, but when when you're not flipping to, uh, between slicks, you don't have to worry about strategy so much. It's just like, well, just slap them on. We can use as many as them as we like. Yeah, there's still a finite amount of sets of tyres they have, and I think they're yeah. getting close to that. Maybe they knew that it wasn't going to happen, and they were just like, fuck it, we'll use them all now and try and get the best thing. But it didn't work. So, uh, anyway, I, yeah. was, I would say that Bottas was driving that race knowing that he's been fired like he's like going i'm not gonna risk my life for you dicks <laughs> i mean yeah i'm gonna go slowly because i don't want to die i mean we all talked like it was it was russell's amazing drive that's definitely gonna have sealed him the the deal but it, it have been decided a while ago they were just trying to find a place for bottas i'm sure so he's given up it's a mix of russell's amazing drives and bottas's less amazing drives <laughs> that have yes. sealed that deal yes Ferrari the car wasn't very good neither driver made it out of Q2 Leclerc was slightly better at the end anything to don't add? care didn't even see them boring 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 McLaren McLaren Lando Norris looked to be the Brit we'd be surprised to see on the front row he had an absolutely stonking weekend right up until the moment where he crashed at Radion and got a grid penalty because he then needed a new gearbox boom no points Ricardo wasn't too far behind him though and managed to collect a fourth place which is pretty good for which Ricardo. is ridiculously amazing but I had this slightly bad feeling when Lando was the only one out on the track going fastest at the start of the session the Q2 or whatever and I was just a bit like oh just back off a bit mate I wasn't thinking there'd be a crash but it was just like no one else is out there right now and you're doing very well I do I know what you mean actually I did think a similar thing because I remember that the the, the the camera shot when they were following Norris when he started his lap was from the helicopter and it sort of panned up and went behind the trees as he came up through Eau Rouge and I was like I don't think he's going to make it through there and sure enough he came spinning out the thing and had a big crash and luckily was okay a bit of a shame because he was looking really good until the moment where he crashed and got no points but yeah if he'd have gone a little bit slower he might have won that race he should have listened to us hair and a tortoise isn't it it is Aston Martin, Vettel. Oh, hang on, bibs. <laughs> Good go. timing. We're going to take the bibs out. Uh, drink. 
Vettel had a good day, qualified fifth, although possibly should have had fourth as he made a mistake in qualifying. Stroll was rubbish and went out in Q2, had a five-place grid drop from Hungary, then his team changed his wing illegally during the red flag, which meant he managed to lose a place in a race that never happened. That is impressive. Although we should talk more about that Vettel, for the third race running, has been a social media darling. Is it that he's picking up rubbish or is it that he's wearing protest t-shirts or is it that he's complaining about the fact that the session should be red flagged goes up to Lando Norris to see if he's all right <laughs> are you dead yeah which is I think a bit weird because like, you hear the radio message and he kind of slows the car and he kind of waves at Norris Norris gives a thumbs up that you know let's be honest could just be his last movement in the, on this <laughs> earth and then Vettel's on the radio going ah he's all right but he says it in the way like a kind of Cockney going, he's lying. Ah, he's all right. He's faking it. Get the session back on. Oh, fucking hell. What a dick. That was Uh, a pairs. That was barely a scratch. Oh, he should have carried on. Fucking hell. He's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to hear more drivers go in their radio messages. Well, I just like the idea that Vettel is constantly moaning because, like, that whole lap, he's just like, this session should be stopped, this session should be stopped, it's too dangerous, it's too dangerous. Oh, look, Lando's crashed. I told you it should be stopped. And it's just like, I just reckon he's like that the whole weekend. He's there going, oh, who made my tea? My tea's too cold, it's too cold. I don't just put, you, who put this in the microwave? You can't just heat yeah. tea up in the microwave. It's ruined it, it's ruined yeah, it. Oh, you bloody spilt it now, haven't you? I fucking told you you would, you slags. Well, he hasn't got a choice, has he? You know, there's a new Bond film coming out. He's probably going to have something to do in Fault. I want to see Vettel in Bond. Oh, that'd be so good. But he's got to be playing a Brit and doing his absolute best to put on a British accent. Like when I was in a Bond film, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fell hasn't been in a Bond film, has he? I'm, I'm the most German person to be in a Bond The star of Skyfall. Apart from oh, I've got Feltz. something that's happened to me this week. I've got my residence permit. I'm legit. Yay. I'm allowed to stay here. You're a proper German. I'm German now. How's your German? Yeah. Okay. Alpha Tauri. Gasly was sixth. Typically solid. Tsunoda didn't get out of Q1. How long has he got left? Depends on how many races they cancel this year, isn't it? Well, that's very true. He's, I mean, he's cancelled Japan, so... He's not, he's not doing well, is he? Apparently he eats a lot. Well, he probably needs to. He's very little. Got a high metabolism. But apparently, like in the gap of the, like he went out and had like a full-on meal. Like he went to like the local Wagamama's and just had a yaki udon, and then came back. What? Because he's Japanese? No. Oh, that sounded racist, wasn't it? It was just because wow. I was having a conversation earlier about I how I miss Wagamama's. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one thing about Britain that I miss. You know, I have Wagamama's in Germany. Oh, we don't have any wow. chains in Berlin. We've got one pret in all of Berlin. That is terrible. What a backward country. Anyway, I love it. Alpine. Uh, the car didn't look that great at Spa. Al- Ocon got the better of Alonso after Nando cooked his tyres during qualifying. Do you have Nando's? God, no. Ooh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, Alpine. We don't have any um, chain restaurants. Chain restaurants aren't a thing. We Name McDonald's. a chain restaurant. Okay, McDonald's. that's not a restaurant, is it? That's a fast food chain. Well, there's not many of them. There's a, well, okay. Let's not get into those semantics. Let's talk about uh, Alonso and Alpine. And Ocon uh, wiping the floor with him. No. I say wiping the floor with him. It was one lap, and Alonso went out too fast and knackered his tyres before he got to set his lap. Did Ocon win the race? No. Then he did shit compared to last time. Okay. Alfa Romeo. Kimi's brakes failed in FB3. The team left him out in qualifying when he wanted new tyres. They also changed his rear wing before the race, so Kimi started in the pits. 
Uh, Giovinazzi was slow, but still two seconds faster than Kimi, so they get half of no points. It does seem like Kimi was really pissed off all weekend, and now he's quit. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what pushed him over the edge? He's just like, I'm sick of you. I, I said, I want to come in for tyres. They said no, and he said, right, I'm retiring. And they were like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, thank God. Because oh, we have to listen to, for Formula One's sake, talking about Kimi retiring for one more year, then I've had enough as well. Williams. George Russell stuck in a lap for the ages to out-qualify almost everyone and surely, surely has a Mercedes seat for next year. Even Nicholas Latifi did okay, qualifying 12th and picking up a point for 9th after everything worked itself out. Glory days for Williams? Apart from when they said the last time... They did a little stat, like, say, the last time Williams was on pole, and you're expecting him to say, oh, it was in 1992. And it was like, not on pole, not that he didn't get on pole. But, you know, last time was on the front row, and it was like 2017 or something. It was like... Was it? Heidfeld or Bottas or Heidfeld in 2017. <laughs> uh, the one I remember would be Mal- was Maldonado on pole when he was won? Maldonado. Oh, the other one, the one that we used Hulkenberg. to like. Off- there was Hulkenberg at uh, Brazil. I've but that was forgotten. probably a long time ago now. When was I'd that? forgotten no. he existed. <laughs> okay, maybe not 2017, but you know what I mean. I thought they were going to say the 90s, and they said a date that was actually not that long ago. Have they had one since then? Oh don't my know. god! There's I, no I, way of finding out. I've got bogged down in stats, and you know I don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, it was I do think this is a I do think this is a blip for Williams. This is a Maldonado like blip, but thankfully their garage didn't burn down this time. But I don't, um, well, it's because it's raining. But they're not the well, that's true. There was a fire. But it was maybe maybe there was, away. yeah. But yeah, luckily they've uh, they've got away with it, and well done to them. Enjoy enjoy your ill deserved points. Ooh, bitch. Anyway, Haas. Uh, the car was shit. Mazapan got a fastest lap at the end. How did he get a fastest lap? Was he just like the quickest lap under the safety car? Surely he should have got a penalty if you go too fast behind the safety car. I mean, there's a skill there. And fastest lap. Going fastest, but not too fast. That he should get fastest anything, lap. Fastest lap, three points on his license, and a five-place grid drop for the next race. If there's anything that says Mazipan as a driver is you got the fastest lap when everyone wasn't trying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Right. That, uh, I think, is that done. I think it's time, I'm hearing, for some Chica Rares. Don't you? Hi, everyone! That was my Chica impression. <laughs> yeah, no, we're lying. There's no Chica. Let's do the standings with Terry Saunders. In first place, should have fucking won that, Lewis Hamilton. Second place, easiest win of my life. It's Max Verstappen. Third place, just been sent the hair in the tortoise by a fan called Terry. It's Lando Norris. Fourth place, just been sent some dog shit in a bag. Says it's from George, but don't recognise the handwriting. It was me. Fifth place, the race didn't happen, yet still I was somehow shit. Sergio Perez. Sixth place, you just know that Carlos Sainz is the type to hate half a point on his record. He's going to be wishing for rain the rest of the season. Seventh place, didn't even show up this week, it's Charlie Clerk. Eighth place, I did okay, but no one noticed, it's Ricardo. Ninth place, is this where I won a race? Can't even remember, it's Pierre Gasly. Tenth place, I won the last race, it's Ocon. Oh, I've got a helmet cam, which I luckily remembered to turn off when I had my daily briefing with Ocon. That's a blowjob joke, it's Fernando Alonso. <laughs> 12th place. <laughs> He's all right. It's Sebastian Vettel or Neil Kinnock. I'm hungry. It's Yuki Sonoda. 14th place. Why does everyone like Sebastian? We spent a fortune trying to destroy him in the media. It's Lance Stroll. Why can't I tell them, Dad? It's George Russell. I'm actually not bad, am I? It's Nicholas Asifian's 16th. My work here is done, is 
is Kimi Raikkonen in 17th. And in 18th place, next year, I'm going to be the teammate of a grumpy Finn past his best. It's Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> There's a joke. Very good. And teams, it was raining. What kind of footwear would all the teams wear if they had feet? <laughs> First place, a full-on bespoke grey wet weather wellies is Mercedes. In second place, it's a surfboard because it's Red Bull, man. Oh, it's raining. We're going to go and surf and do like a Red Bull championship. Third place, we've got a nice set of weddings for everyone, but they're all full of wine. That's because Ricardo <laughs> is just drinking wine out of wellies now. That's how bad it's got. It's not raining, is what Ferrari says. They just refuse to believe it. Uh, in fifth place, the Alpine team have galoshes made out of Galois. In sixth place, the AlphaTauri have normal traders, which are probably fine, but not great. Uh, in seventh place, send the butler to do it. It's Aston Martin. In eighth place, it's Williams with a carrier bag tied around your foot. And in ninth place, Giovinazzi lays his hair on the on the track so that Kimi can walk over it, which nice. actually doesn't doesn't work. Still gets wet. Well, there's Alpha for you. Oh, lots of great ideas don't work. And now it's time, and I don't know how close this is going to be, but we'll see. For the man of the match of driving. George Lando Russell. Norris. The fuck? Well, I knew you were going to say George Russell, so I thought I'd say someone else. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. For fuck's sake. The problem with this podcast since Liberty took over Formula One is that it's been a little bit harder to take the piss out of F1 since they've gotten their act together and stopped acting like an egotistical bunch of children. So thank you, Formula One. It's good to have you back. Okay, so there wasn't much that could be done about the race and the rain. It was too dangerous to try and race. And let's get that out of the way before you all start saying they used to race in the old days, etc. Look, arguably, an F1 car of Jackie Stewart's era was easier to drive in the rain because its whole being wasn't based around fucking barge boards and aerodynamic witchcraft. In the rain, it was just a bit more slippy, whereas now it's like trying to drive a speedboat down an autobahn. I don't even know for sure if the two laps no refunds thing was on purpose. It's such an F1 thing to not notice that they've blundered into the lion's enclosure while carrying some dead goat and wearing a coat made out of the lion's dad. But don't worry, I've got a solution. Look, it may be really nostalgic to not know if the race was happening or to what points would be or even if there was any point of watching. It was like the chaos of F1 when I was a kid. But in an age where the rules are so tied down to the millimetre, you'd think that just maybe someone somewhere would think, what should we do if it's fucking raining? (laughs) Or, here's an idea, use some of the fancy graphics that they didn't employ me to do to give us some actual information. If Amazon can tell us the percentage chance of a car overtaking another, or what colour the tyres are on the inside, you think maybe they could come up with a graphic of the likelihood of the race happening, or whether the whole thing is looking like a fucking farce. Not refunding the poor people who have stood in the rain in fucking Belgium for hours on end, and all they got was marzipan going slightly faster than everyone else under the safety car, is fucking ludicrous. Look, we know that F1 is strapped for cash comparatively after COVID, but here's who else is strapped for cash, F1. Your fans, the one who have lost jobs, gotten ill, had family members die, and been under lockdowns for the last year. The fans who maybe just want to go and see a fucking Formula One race. The fans who would have all been fine with the race not happening in those conditions if you haven't shafted them. Don't worry, don't worry, I have another solution. Refund the money, you Rolex-wearing, shiny-suited bunch of arrogant (laughs) Welcome back, F1. We love you and hate you. And if you've been affected by anything in this state of F1, especially about not having money, then please consider buying us a pint at ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. (laughs) That is it from us. 
Uh, it's goodbye to me. We haven't had time to talk about Fernando Alonso at Le Mans. Did you see that? Was he it? Drove his, drove his, he drove his F1 car around the Le Mans circuit. It was good. It made me want to see a race there. Except it would be absolute carnage, so please don't do it. But I would also like to see it, but please don't do it. Uh, it's also goodbye to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about our newsletter, which I know I always plug at this part of the race. The race? The podcast? <laughs> but... This week, if I do so myself, it was very good because we wrote a normal one and then we binned it just to be. We 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 wrote a we wrote a normal one, did we? Oh, Phil, you you wrote a normal one and I just didn't even open the spreadsheet, <laughs> a Google Doc. I don't even know what wasn't it was. even on a spreadsheet. Yeah, I don't even click the link. <laughs> you just came up with what, admittedly, was a very good idea, which was a very long white JPEG that forced you to scroll to the bottom. And you should get involved with that. Uh, you can do so by going to an URL that I don't know. FF1S forward slash dot com news news news. We'll be back next week, probably, to discuss the Dutch Grand Prix in Dutchania. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash for F1's sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, merch, where, how? FF1S.com forward slash shop, 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 shop. Thanks for listening. See you in a week. I've not been Chica Rares, and there will be no refunds. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.